Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. It is Wednesday, June the 6th, 2018, and there was a shooting in London last night, Dev. There was a shooting in Huron Heights last night. Uh, police were called just after 10 o'clock to uh, 1443 Huron Heights. Uh, when they got there, they found a guy with a gunshot wound. Uh, he was taken to hospital, Victoria Hospital, with non-life-threatening injuries. The update this morning is uh, police have sent out uh, a bit more detail in terms of uh, what happened. They do not believe this to be a random act, which means the person who was shot, they believe, was targeted. They have not recovered the uh, gun at this point, and they have not really commented on any suspects at this point either. This is interesting. We sent one of our reporters from 980 CFPL to the scene this morning, and she was interviewing someone, asking them if they heard anything, saw anything, and a car rolled up, the window came down, and someone in the car was like, don't tell the media anything. Yeah, she was. <laughs> wow. Our reporter was there, uh, and she was talking to someone, as you said. And now I don't know if that's someone who's involved or just people who are just leery of the media in general, because right. when we first arrived there, people also said, oh, the media is here, as if. It was a, a negative thing. That's but a negative thing. If there's a shooting, a shooting in the happen. city, I want to know about yeah. it. Yeah. I want to know about it. You want to know about it. Everyone across the city. If you wants didn't to know show up, they'd be like, "Where's the media? They don't care about us." Well, the other thing too is this. So this happened in Huron Heights. So it's kind of North London, East London. Whenever you do East London kind of stories, East London gets all gets very uh, um, upset because you identified as East London. But we do the same thing for North London, for South London, for West they London. Do, they do. They do get. Happened. They do get a bit of a bad rap, and there are some neighborhoods that have really worked hard to change their reputation so i nobody's happy when there's a shooting in their neighborhood or should you be let's just put that out there damn dev yeah the uh, springbank <laughs> dam will not be fixed council decided that last year but now we're going to be looking at what do we do the actual the actual dam itself should london keep it there should we remove it there's going to be some uh information center set up uh, today where people can go down to uh, Museum London and uh, figure out and give your two cents on should we remove the dam, should we leave it there? It's obviously going to cost money either Right. Way. I think we should do whatever wastes the most money because, <laughs> you know, just stick with tradition when it comes to the Springbank Dam. We uh, will talk about some bad teachers on the show coming up and uh, there's been some changes to the Miss America pageant, or should I say competition, that's on the way. But first, the Tash Show Podcast. We were on a, a pretty good tear for a while there with the parody songs. Karaoke Roulette. We, we had a good run where we were just cranking them out. Every week, Jim, we basically had a new parody song that we'd debut, right? Yeah. At one point, we had like 50 parody songs <laughs> out of nowhere. When do we write all of these? It, it, it's not easy. People ask us, they're like, what happened to the parody songs? What happened to Karaoke Roulette? You guys should bring that back. Well, it, it, it's, I'd equate it to going to the gym. Like when you're going to the gym, if you keep going to the gym on a regular basis and you make it part of your routine, it's not that difficult. But as soon as you stop for a week, oh, it's over. You realize that it's way easier not to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard to motivate yourself to get back in there. But uh, we've made a New Year's resolution, a, a, a mid-year resolution to start writing more parody songs again because they are fun and mm -hmm. we, we do enjoy it it's it takes more time than 
people realize. Jim, it has taken you about four months to write and produce this parody song that you want to debut for the FM 96 listeners this morning. I f- well, not quite. I, I'm trying to. If, I first came up with the idea like a couple weeks before 420. I was like, I'm going to write a song about munchies. And then I was like, Limp Biscuit Cookie. Ah, it's too easy. I did it all for the cookies. Too easy. I was like, I do want to do a Limp Biscuit parody song. So I did this one instead. And uh, is it about the munchies? Having the munchies? Uh, it's about food in general. It's uh, called Bake Stuff. It's just one of those days when you just want to bake stuff. Butter tarts coming up with a flaky crust. You don't really know why, but you got a pumpkin pie in the window cooling off. No need to be hasty. It's about to get tasty. I'm serving up pastries. Your best bet is to stay away, Betty Crocker, unless you want to get glazed. It's all about the he said, she said, cool whip. I bet you flip your lid when you grab a chip. And try my artichoke dip It's all about the he said, she said, gluten I got a little bit of chocolate on my whisk So come and lick it <laughs> Got a spatula And vanilla So keep your eye on the oven light When it hits the right Fahrenheit Got a spatula And vanilla And my day keeps going this way I just might Something tonight. Got a spatula. Skim milk raw. And my day keeps going this way. I just might bake some f- cake tonight. Give me something to bake. Give me something to bake. It's all about the he said, she said, cool whip. Swap the chocolate chips with some raisins Or you'll be living with some fat hips It's all about the he said, she said gluten Bake so much bread, now I'm in a pickle So you'll be living with some pumpernickel Done? <laughs> the, bit, the buzzer went off, obviously it's done <laughs> The buzzer went off like three times during this uh, one was a sensor <laughs> Funny That was good Yeah Thanks, guys. I feel like I didn't get a great reaction from you guys. I think no, it, it was, was fine. We were laughing. I, I laughed at the uh, the with the whisk. Come lick, <laughs> lick the whisk. You do, and I don't know how much of a compliment this is, but you you do have a real Fred Durst quality to your voice. I think that's the point. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be parroting the guy, but no, I, no. But I mean, in general, oh, right? in real life, yeah. He, he fit you. Your voice fits Limp Biscuit very well, better than some of the parody songs that you've you've performed. Like if you did a Limp Biscuit song at karaoke, yeah. I think people would be very excited. My voice fits that better better than it does Seal, which was one I did recently too. <laughs> yeah. In, in hindsight, it sounds a lot dirtier than I meant it. Like, that was an innocent song only about baking, but in hindsight, it's... It sure. Like, it I, I'm not even kidding. I realized after, yesterday when Eric, our producer, sent it to me, I'm like, there's a lot of unintentional innuendo in there, but... Yeah, yeah. Whoops. Get over here and lick my whisk. Whoops. What? Didn't we all do that? Yeah. It's, it's a part I, of baking. I, I refuse to believe you didn't know that that was a sexual innuendo when you put it in the song. Uh, isn't everything in innuendo? Put it in the oven. Oh, a bun in the oven. Oh, everything is when it comes to baking. Eric, our producer, did a fantastic job. He made that sound really good. Great writing. Good singing. 
We're back on the wagon. Mm-hmm. More parody songs to come here. Another parody song show. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Easy. Well, yeah, whoa. Put on the brakes. <laughs> we should get Devin to sing. You want <laughs> You want to sing a song, Dev? I don't know if people want me to sing. I'll try to sing. We'll have to get you to do a do a song at some point for mm-hmm. sure. We will post Bake Stuff, Jim Kelly's uh, latest masterpiece on the Taz Show blog at fm96.com. The Taz Show podcast. An Ontario teacher who was just suspended, she pleaded guilty at an Ontario College of Teachers disciplinary uh, committee meeting because of some comments she made... <laughs> Towards one or two of her students. Um, this is. There's no way to say it other than what she actually said. We have to say what she said, but if you have kids in the car, uh, just be warned. It's it's kind of a strange phrase. She told one of her students, "Lick me where I fart." <laughs> <laughs> is that a strange saying? <laughs> Why you say that often? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear it on the construction site every once in a while. <laughs> During the 2015-2016 school year, the teacher told a student, "Lick me where I." <laughs> After the student took some gum from the teacher's drawer and asked if her friend could have some, she told another student, "It sounds like your butt cheeks are too close together." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't understand that saying. The lick me one, I I get. Sure, and I would understand why you would need gum after. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the one thing that's even crazier, she slapped one kid on the head, called him an idiot. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, know I why once, I'm laughing at that. When I was that. in middle school, I had a pr- uh, the principal slapped me in the head. Did he? Yeah. It was allowed back then, though. Well, he got, sus- he got suspended. And then uh, my mom did a power move and got him uh, moved out of the school. We used to, when I was really young, we used to get hit with a ruler. Really? Yeah. On the hand. But I wasn't in class when I was hit. I was just in the lunchroom. And why did he hit you? Just didn't like you? Because I was was tossing food with my my buddy. He told me not to. And I kept on doing it. Sounds like someone needed a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Open palm smack on the head. At least he didn't ask you to... You know. <laughs> We're asking if you ever experienced a teacher saying something completely inappropriate or doing something completely inappropriate in the classroom. Amanda, go ahead. Um, in grade 7, grade 8, I was in, uh, uh, they, they sent us to a different school just for grade 7 and 8, and we had this one French teacher. He was about 5 foot nothing. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had two rocks, Rocky and Rocket, and they sat at the front of the class. That was just the beginning of it. Two rocks? Two pet rocks? Two pet rocks, yep. Rocky and Rocket, and later on in the year, Brickett came to play. I think it was the love child. <laughs> But uh, no, if we if we were misbehaving in class, he'd he would throw give a rock us- at your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would turn around him and all of his five foot nothingness and give us a look of pure evil and just whip a piece of chalk right at your face without fail every single time. Would he hit kids with the chalk? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what year would this have been? Uh, probably oh seven. What? So pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. Man, I didn't know that stuff was still going on in the 2000s. I thought it was an 80s thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, like, I, as far as I know, he's still teaching at that same school. <laughs> well, look at the bright side. Free chalk for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Hey, Scott, go ahead. Uh, tell us about the teacher. When I was in elementary school, there was a teacher who also was the gym teacher, and he threw a kid up against the door. 
Mm-hmm. Needless to say, we never saw him again. He was fired. Immediately fired, yes. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> How long ago? What, what was a kid doing? I know kids are jerks, I, I and it would be frustrating to be a teacher and have to deal with these kids and Ugh. restrain yourself, but it's part of the job. Do you but, know what the kid was doing? Uh, it was a fairly young kid because it was like when I was young in elementary school. And, and kids, like you have a young kid, Taz, you know, like they just are silly and they have trouble, you know, concentrating, especially when they're younger. So totally unjustifiable at any moment to throw anybody. Oh, no, 100%. But, but, yeah, no, he just he lost his cool, and uh, he, he, he threw him up against the door, and uh, as I recall, he was immediately fired. Hey, Mike, tell us about your bad teacher. Hey, how's it going? See, I just had to, I had to tell you this when you're talking about it. So at grade four... Um, had a pretty evil French teacher, and uh, she's always giving weird comments and snarky remarks, and then one day, I guess she just kind of snapped, and um, there's this one kid in class just talking, talking, and just wouldn't stop talking, and she's like, oh, come here, come up to the front of the class, and grabs a chalk brush and shoves it right into his mouth. And then, like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> like, basically just, like, gags him with a... A chalk brush. A chalk brush. And she didn't bang it out first. It was covered in chalk dust. Covered in chalk. So he's got a white face covered in chalk, and he obviously starts, like, gagging, and we're obviously in grade four freaking out, like, you can't do that, so we run down to the principal's office, and needless to say, yeah, she got suspended, and we never heard from her again. (laughs) Wow. Au revoir. Yeah, it was was so sudden, and yeah, just literally, she got walked out or whatever, and she never saw her again. Okay, Devin is on the phone with us here. Uh, We're talking about this teacher in Ontario told a student to lick me where I fart. And she has been suspended for two months. Her name is Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson. Devin, tell us your story. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I had her as a teacher back, oh, going back 10 years now. She was a hoot. That's probably not the worst thing that she said. The lick me where I fart lady was your teacher? (laughs) She was my teacher, man. She she was actually a blast to have as a teacher, but very vulgar. That's what I uh, said. I said, I bet you if she was in my school, she would have been one of my favorite teachers. So So you liked her? I liked her as a teacher. She actually got the point across, but she didn't take crap. It was usually the uh, students that disciplinary. You know, they weren't very good as a student, very uh, rude and whatnot, but she'd give it right back to them. So she gave it back to the wrong student, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, she probably got videotaped now. Back when I was in school, they didn't have that. Was that like her catchphrase? Do you you remember her ever saying, lick me where I fart? Jeez, man, I think she probably said it to me at least a couple times. (laughs) Okay, guys, Christmas break is coming up. Everybody be safe. Enjoy your family and lick me where I fart. (laughs) Uh, Today's lesson turned to chapter six. And we're going to start the paragraph. This is like me where I fart. Oh, I swear I'm back in school right now, Todd. Holy cow, you're nailing it on the head. (laughs) Well, so you thought she was a nice lady. It, it, she she was a good teacher, and she, she like, deserves she, she a second chance. <laughs> I would I would I don't know what she's like now, but back in the day, I'd say yeah, yeah, she did her job right. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? The Taz Show podcast. Wanna see you peacock? Time for sports. Here's peacock. You peacock? You peacock? The the list of the most well-paid athletes for 2017 has come out. To no one's surprise, really, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is number one on the list. $285 million in 2017, largely because of his fight with uh, Conor McGregor. 
McGregor's on the list somewhere, right? McGregor is fourth on the list, number nine, number fourth at uh, ninety-nine million. Wow, literally because of one fight. Because of one, fight. isn't that amazing? But just just to show how much money Floyd made last year, he has more than double the next two people on the list. So Messi is second at one hundred and eleven million. Ronaldo is third at one hundred eight million. But even if you combine those two together, they still don't collectively make as much as uh, Floyd Mayweather. Wow. I also heard people upset that there wasn't any women in the top 10. Do you think that's an issue? There's there's all I, I would say there's not a, a woman who's in the top 10 best athlete though. Well, the the problem for like for female athletes is they don't have like generally you don't have the ticket sales and the, league, the revenue that the league to do it. Like if you look at LeBron James, like LeBron made 33 million dollars last year for the Cavaliers. But he made $52 million in endorsements. So you could have like a Serena Williams or whoever who would make probably about $50 million or $30 million, whatever, 30 50 40 I don't know how much money she makes. That would be a, a, a huge amount. But then you've got all these other guys, all these other athletes who have their league pay on top of that. Like, it's just... And it's the boxers and the soccer players. You can't compete with them. Also, yeah. the race car drivers as well. Like F one is like makes stupid money. Is, is it's wild. It, it, living in Canada, I know in Europe it's a different story, and you'd expect it. But living over here, those sports they seem like fringe sports almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Novelty sports. World Cup. Oh, hey, let's watch some soccer. Rest of the year, it's hockey, hockey, hockey. So when you don't see any hockey players on that list, and you know how much hockey players make, it's pretty mind blowing. There is someone from a Toronto sports team on the list, though. Who? And it's. DeMar DeRozan from the Raptors came at number 39, made uh, $32 million last year. 27 came from the Raptors. Five and change came from endorsements. He's not Canadian, though. He is not Canadian, but he plays for a Canadian, Canadian team. It's as close as we're going to get. We'll okay. take him. We'll take him. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. The Tash Show Podcast. And some big changes coming to the Miss America competition. We are no longer a pageant. We are a competition. We will no longer judge our candidates on their outward physical appearance. That's huge. That's huge. And that means that we will no longer have a swimsuit competition. What? And that is official as of September 9th when we have our competition in what? Atlantic City. We'll also be revamping our evening gown competition phase what? as well. But look, we have always had talent and scholarship. And we need to message that part of the program better as well. But now we're adding in this new caveat that we're not going to judge you on your outward appearance because we're interested in what makes you you. Hmm. Times are a-changing. Beauty pageants, a little passe now with uh, with everything that's going on with uh, the Me Too movement and um, Miss America. Not going to judge a book by the cover anymore. I guess we should give them a kudos for that. It's a pretty big step. What, what are you Should we give him a kudos? Yeah, man. Well, why not? Well, I don't know. I mean, isn't that that's the reason why I start? Can, can you not judge people? Like, is there no way you can have a beauty contest in this world anymore? Is it so offside that you? Because you know, looks are. We can't deny that people judge people by looks, so you can't have a competition to judge. Who's and there the are good-looking people. Yeah, and there's there's fitness shows where people go and they look at judge people's bodies and physiques. And there'll still be other pageants, Jim. If if you want, if you're dreaming of one day becoming a pageant dad, <laughs> don't worry. There's still pageants out there, but they're just changing Miss America to a competition instead of a pageant. Okay. 
I hope there's like some CrossFit or something like. I, I don't want to see them not wearing clothes, but I, th- I feel like physical attributes are still important to be a well-rounded human. Yeah, well, there's there's going to be the talent. You still have the yeah, talent competition, okay. and uh, you also uh, will will have the question and answer. My big concern is now they're just going to get too many smart uh, women in the. <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> wow. Because you're going to have to be smart now to compete. If they're not judging you on your looks, they're going to be judging you on your brain. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to be like your looks alone will not get you to the competition. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, in years gone by, it's quite clear that looks were able to get you pretty far in, in a beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. For example... My big concern is we're not going to have any more moments like this one. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Or, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much South Carolina. <laughs> The Iraq. That's why I watch beauty pageants. That's better than all the bikini competitions put together. The Tash Show Podcast.